1: You are welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to give her a declaration. Oh, we're gonna declare some of stuff. independence. <laughs> of ind-
0: <laughs> if if sheologians ever becomes its own sovereign nation, <laughs> you guys now know what to expect. <laughs> You'll know exactly. Of our constitution. Constitution. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. It's going to be
0: covered in. And very hard to read. <laughs> Almost, Almost impossible. impossible Almost to the like point you were supposed to read it. You might not even want to sign it. <laughs> Which is great because I don't want y'all to sign it. <laughs>
1: It's very exclusive. Right. Our sovereign, our sovereign nation. <laughs>
0: nation, don't have a ton of exports. One, po- one podcast. One podcast. It makes up our the whole of our natural resources. <laughs>
1: Some t-shirts. <laughs> oh, it's at the bottom of the ocean, obviously. Of course, clearly. Oh man, have you found? I under- imagined
0: like a sort of a dual, like a sort of like a like an equal population of. Humans and, and sea animals. Yes, that we observe as citizens, <laughs> so they can vote as long as they have an ID,
1: and they can read the declaration. <laughs> right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: So, have you found underwater? Which seems <laughs>
0: like it would be hard to store any sort of paper scroll or paper material under,
1: but it's not. Not when you print it the way that we do.
0: Yeah. I mean we're living at the bottom of the ocean. Which Obviously is in our we're hearts. pretty high tech. <laughs> That's where we keep it. Summer. Let's not let's not go into heresy. <laughs> there is only one law written on our hearts.
1: Well <laughs> we're doing a thing. Um there's 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 all these I've, I've been, I've found underwater TikTok. Like I found it. Oh, uh-huh. And I'm there. Yeah. And TikTok knows that all I want really is <laughs>
0: videos from under the ocean. Uh-huh. <laughs> People that are like, I'm kayaking. There's an orca whale right there. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> that's partially why. Ter- terrified but and partially amazed.
1: Yeah. That's actually one ocean creature I wouldn't want to be near. But, um, there, there's a thing now. There's like underwater restaurants are a thing and every time they come up in my feed I'm slightly upset that I'll probably never get to go because I'm definitely to an
0: underwater restaurant underwater restaurant so we're not talking about like aquarium side no
1: like it's it's a restaurant in the ocean they're doing it in like the Maldives okay how have I not sent these to you I really have a high litmus test for when I would send you a TikTok. right it's hard it's hard
0: want to send everything all of them
1: yeah but i'm like uh joy's standard of humor is several notches what we should probably
0: do is join (laughs) like get together some saturday night (laughs) and just show each other the entirety of our liked tiktoks (laughs) and then we can start over basically fresh and be like now i've shared it seen it all you know seen all my stuff i've seen all hers bet now we know. <laughs> <laughs> now we know now we're on the same page in the things that matter
1: it's a plan it's a plan i just next okay so since that's what they show me the next time i see one i'll send it your way because yeah. they that's
0: crazy this the ones that just are awful though it's like they're in a kayak or something mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they like dip their phone oh yeah in and then you're like Like I don't want this. Like you feel it. I don't want to bear in your throat a little bit. Jump out at me from the depths. I love those. I live
1: for that. You know. That adrenaline spike, it's I know. fantastic. I know. And like the shark creeps up. Well, on because you. isn't that like
0: yes. our every fear? Or the ones where people like jump off a cliff into the water yeah. and like almost instantly they like land on <laughs> the great white shark. They
1: are in the orca's mouth. <laughs> right. As they land. It was just down there with its right. mouth open, uh-huh. waiting for the idiot to jump. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Man. No, those are my fave. Ugh. I love it. It would just. Then again, I'd rather them just, like, come at you than yeah, then just be, like, mysterious. <laughs> just like, is <laughs> is there one down there? Yeah, that's worse. I think I'd rather know. That's worse. Let well, me maybe see. I wouldn't rather know. I haven't done this, so maybe. Yeah. Well, actually, I do. I have done that. We've all probably been in the water with a shark in somewhat close proximity. Yeah. We just didn't know about it. I
1: accidentally floated almost a mile out once. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So that was fun. It took two hours to swim back in.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. like... If yeah. That, that was when mm-hmm. I was
1: 16. If it happened to me now,
0: I would just die. Like You'd <laughs> need rescue. Could,
1: I don't know if I could swim for two hours straight.
0: Matthew would just... My husband would love to have this conversation with you <laughs> about survival. And, oh, okay. In the ocean? In a harsh environment. I did survive.
1: And, uh, I just... I we. My friend and I were chatting on our boogie boards, mm-hmm. and we chatted for a long time facing out and then after about 45 minutes we both thought to look behind us where we could almost no longer see land holy cow and we were like well i guess we better start swimming and then because of the way the tide had taken us out like we had been against it we had been at, like, Lifeguard Station 21, and we got back to land. We were down at, like, 3. Oh. So then, after swimming for a very long time, we had to walk an additional, I don't know, very
0: far. But at least when you were walking, <laughs> the there was no lurking anything. No,
1: nothing was lurking around us. So anyway, that was fun. Now, I had little, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds horrible.
1: Yep, yeah, that was uh, Jones Beach.
0: Jones Beach, yeah, like, no, it doesn't matter. We were gone for a long time. I was gonna say, was anyone worried or? Yeah,
1: but I think you know, it was kind of one of those things where everybody, people, some people were taking naps on the beach, some people mm-hmm. had walked up to like a food. So it was like, Oh, they probably just went. Maybe somewhere. it wasn't Jones. They probably it might not have been Jones. They probably beach. aren't a mile off
0: the coast.
1: No, it, it was bad. Like I could barely see land. I mean, we were gone for a long time. Yeah. And I had, uh, I had bought a be careful in the ocean. I know yeah. a few people with crazy
0: <clears throat> life-threatening, like if something had just gone slightly different, bad right. situations.
1: Right. And I think at the time, like, I was 16, so in my head, I thought, like, that's, n- I mean, is it really a big deal that I had to swim a lot? In my head, you know, as a 16-year-old, right. I'm like... Yeah, we floated for a long time. We hung out. It wasn't uncommon for us to spend the whole day at the beach. Like, nothing really weird happened. But thinking back on it now, like, I could barely see the beach. Well,
0: yeah. I was yeah, on a man. boogie board. Man.
1: I was, like, 19 lifeguard towers <laughs> away. Like, I was far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I think about it now, and I'm like, that wasn't normal behavior. <laughs> but as a 16-year-old, I was like, it's. I just had to swim for a while. It's fine. I might just—I'm
0: old. I can't get away from it today.
1: Anyway, my name is Summer Yeager. If
0: that happened to a child of mine, I would. Right now, maybe it's because I'm a mom now, and I'm like, that
1: was not. Well, no, and
0: I think it's—I think it's okay to realize that sometimes the only reason we escape a horrible situation is just the Lord (laughs) had His
1: hand. Because I'm sure when I got back to my friends I wasn't
0: like, Let me
1: tell you guys this crazy oh story. I was probably what just if we
0: like we had been washed out into the super far <laughs> into the ocean and no one would have ever found us. Never
1: crossed my mind. I just remember being like, Hey, we had to swim back in pretty far. Right. And that was the end of my story because that was how I saw it. But now I think about it and I'm like, I could have died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm Not alive. Young. Oh, to be sixteen again. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. I know we didn't even introduce ourselves. We didn't. It's because I started talking about the ocean. We get very distracted. Yeah.
0: When the ocean is on the table. Man. (laughs) What? I'm just thinking about how a second ago we like created a sovereign nation, and then we (laughs) got here i are like, did that happen in this episode? Yeah, and we didn't even we didn't even introduce ourselves yet. Who are we? So this is your first episode ever. So sorry. Normally we introduce ourselves before we speak at length about have... less and less. That might be true. Things. I just assume no one's listening to this. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that people scrub through. Yeah, plenty of people like it. They they tell us okay, they like great. our our chatting. Yeah, I'm never gonna stop. You introduce yourself. We've never done this before. <laughs> um, you're right. I am. Trying. <laughs> That's what I usually I, say. I said it at But it's usually much more conversational than, than this. Uh, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And I think we've chatted sufficiently. <laughs> yeah, we have. Hey,
1: uh, Book Club picks back up this week. It does. So you're not too late to join us. Join us for Book Club. All of that takes place at patreon.com slash sheologians. We are reading the book, By What Standard? God's World, God's Rules. And it's by a bunch of different awesome dudes. The chapters are all different dudes. And, it, you know, we're going to be talking about social justice. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to take a bit of a deep That's what dive. we've been
0: talking about. That's what we've been
1: talking about for a long time. We have gone through all the iterations of <laughs> what's critical theory to... <laughs> No one believes in critical theory to critical theory is just a useful tool to does anyone even know what critical theory is? No one even knows to is it so bad to believe in critical theory? Joy and I have gone through all of the iterations. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going to jump into it. That's and I hope our hope for the book club is that we have. Sweet fellowship, and we learn a lot, and we'll be edified and more equipped to uh, deal with all that stuff because the time has passed for you to be able to answer all of those issues. So, yes,
0: (laughs) yep. So, (laughs) again, it's okay, it's okay to be late. That's okay. To the conversation. We're going to catch and, up. But we don't have to be anymore.
1: You don't have to be late. That's right. So go to patreon.com slash sheologians and meet us on Wednesday. And if you can't join us live, you can watch all the lives once you join at patreon.com slash sheologians. And um, so I told you guys last week, but uh, Mission First Coffee, which we are partnering with to support right. the Heart Cry Missionary Society, they have launched. They're launched. They're doing it. So if you go to missionfirstcoffee.com slash sheologians, that is where you should uh, buy your coffee because 10% of every bag goes straight to the missionaries currently in the field with heart cry. So I feel super good. Joy feels super good. Yes. We all feel super good about supporting <laughs> Heart cry. Yes. Uh, and you're going to be buying coffee anyways. So why not also
0: support a missionary while you're doing it? Well, and we know. Yeah.
1: We know the people we involved. We know the people so, that are
0: roasting the coffee and the coffee is very excellent.
1: We know the people uh, handling the money. Right. We know the people running They're the website. They're excellent. They're good to their word. This is something that we feel just fantastic about. Yes. And so excited. And the coffee is good. I got my bag. Have you gotten yours yet? Mm-mm. All okay. He has one for
0: you. Oh, okay. That's good. Ooh, it smells
1: good. It's like oily and like rich and they're going to have a whole different line of them. So it's not always going to be a dark roast. They're going to have different options. Yeah. But even the dark roast that they have smells more like a medium to me. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's a different story. So, hey, <laughs> um, do we have anything else to tell him? Oh, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. I listen to all of them. So just heads up. I don't text you back because that would be weird, (laughs) but it almost feels weird like I listened to one half of a conversation, but I love your guys' voicemails, so, you know, go ahead and leave us voicemails. Okay. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics. I have been waiting to talk about this for so long, (laughs) and I'm just...
0: Yeah, I think you... I'm so excited. Yeah, we've had this idea in uh uh-huh. the books for
1: I think what happened. A little while. We okay. you and I have been talking about this behind the scenes and then right. during some book club meeting or something, I made the comment that nuance is against my religion and I really loved yeah. that everybody in book club knew exactly what I was saying and got the joke, although it's not really a joke. Um, because I, I do think I do think that nuance is against my religion. <laughs> um, so the reason I want to talk about this is because I think that the, I think that nuance has become the way that we are expected to talk to each other. Like we're expected to be very nuanced in our application of theology and in the way that we communicate. And the reason that this is so important is that, part of our job as Christians is to be good communicators. So like Jesus was a good communicator. Jesus was a clear communicator. God is clear in his communication. We were made to be communicative beings. There's communication in the Godhead. Like think about there's perfect fellowship, perfect unity, perfect communication. Um, And That is that is the foundation of why why we communicate and why it's so important is that if we are to reflect God, then we must communicate well. And actually, uh, our friend said to me yesterday, her theory of education is to declare well, to declare the truth of God, to declare right. creation, to declare God's glory well. And I think that is such a um, a beautiful way to think of our duties in education and in communication. Mm-hmm. Is that we're doing it well to the glory of God. And
0: declaring it. And declare <laughs> Which the word declare, it implies some level of Clary. certainty. Clarity. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. That's important in the conversation about nuances. Well, cause yeah. basically what, <clears throat> when I know, I know how you feel about it. What you have communicated to me in this episode <laughs> about communication mm-hmm. is that there is a moment where you get so lost in clarifying and qualifying. Mm-hmm. And so almost in a way like concerned about the, perception of mm-hmm. your uh critics or your audience mm-hmm. that you lose some boldness you oh, yeah. you lose that declaration uh-huh. and you're kind of like am I suggesting this to you now yeah um mm-hmm. because is a declaration just too bold mm-hmm. is it a little bit too uh yep uh, like is there too much assumption yeah in that You know, um, and almost like I must prove, Mm -hmm. I must prove that I can declare Mm -hmm. things that are true Mm
1: -hmm.
0: before I may declare things that are true. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and the word, so I actually, I wanted to look into the word nuance itself because it's always, I've always recoiled Mm -hmm. whenever I hear someone saying, insisting on nuance they're always up to something so i've always had a visceral reaction but the word nuance actually comes from the french word meaning to shade so like literally to cover something to make it shadier Mm -hmm. and i would say our we are responsible to make sure that our speech is not shady like i don't think you can look at anything christ said or God says in scripture that's shady it's not shaded it's
0: not nothing's covered there may be a context but you can't confuse context to shrouded nuance yeah
1: and you know shrouded or clarity I think so many people think nuance is a virtue but to nuance something is to shade it is to cover it is to give it shades if you will, to right. put something over it. And then, mm-hmm. and and so a lot of people would say, well, you know, I just want to be nuanced so as to be clear. But nuance and clarity are not the same thing. Definitionally, they don't have the same uh, application. They don't do, so to clarify something is to make it clearer. To nuance mm-hmm. something is to shade its meaning. To make it less clear. Yeah, and, you know, so, like, Shrouded communication, deceptive communication, speech that's flowery for the sake of being flowery, hidden knowledge. These are all kinds of concepts that are not Christian. That is not how we are to operate when we are told to be um, we're told to use our minds and our words in such a way that brings honor to God. Like I said already, you have to reflect him when you do that. God doesn't use flowery deceptive communication right. like he doesn't use anything that's shrouded and I'm not talking about bringing clarity like we should be able to bring clarity to situations but I would say that the way that nuance is used now is that everything especially the evangelical elites everything they say is nuance it's all nuance <laughs> it's well, no even point if,
0: and even if you mean even if by saying the word n- nuance what you mean is clarity mm-hmm there are some things that don't require clarifying. Right.
1: And I think that... Exactly. And so I think nuance and declaring well are enemies. They're right. they're not... Truth should be stated boldly and without any kind of covering. And I think nuance is often employed as a way to make one sound smarter. Like, look at me. Like, I'm so sympathetic to this philosophy. And I understand where you're coming from. And I understand the world. And, you know... Well, or
0: even when you... Even when you say like to shade something, my mind inst- instantly goes to like colors. Mm-hmm. So like clarifying a color would be to like improve mm-hmm. the color. Mm-hmm. And then um. obviously to shade would mean to like darken mm-hmm. the color. Right. But so and so you're you don't want to be um, you certainly don't want to be attempting to change the appearance right. of God's truth yes in an attempt to that's right um to make an issue more right palatable well and that's what someone else. that's what
1: to qualify something means so to qualify so I think we don't want to be over nuancers and we also don't want to be over qualifiers to qualify something like literally means, to make a statement less absolute. Right. So our job is not to make statements from scripture less absolute by constantly qualifying it. And we're also not to nuance it by shading any parts that someone might not like. Like the Bible yeah. says what it says. And I think it's a rare breed these days that refuses to qualify scripture by giving us all this nuance about what it does and doesn't mean. I, I, Somebody recommended this book to me by a popular female author. And so one of the first things I do is I go, if they have a Twitter, I go read their Twitter. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell from from their short form writing if they're going to be worth the time. And I go to this lady's Twitter and I mean, she has tweet threads 12, 15, 20 threads deep. And I will read every single tweet and I will have no clue what her point is right she's said a lot of things that sound yeah. very orthodox but if I were to dig through all of them to try to find
0: the truth in there yeah. or like
1: her point I would never know what it was right she didn't say anything
0: well and I guess that's the point is if you if you mm-hmm. if you nuance something mm-hmm. to death then it's sort of t- like if the point of you saying anything is to assert mm-hmm. Something into the world, mm-hmm. so you're asserting some thought that you had in your brain, like right. out into not your brain, right anymore. Mm-hmm. Speaking of brains, my brain is totally taking a just. I feel that a break, a huge break. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Oh man, I totally lost it. Well, it's like
1: what's the it. it's like what's the point, you know?
0: Right. So like, what's if, the point? Right. So okay, that's what I'm. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Um. So yeah, if the point is for you to like exert energy, saying or cont- communicating what you're attempting to say, mm-hmm. but then you shred it so much that you you just end up making fifteen statements that were not all, what you intended to say. Right. <laughs> Or even sometimes just 15 statements trying to anticipate Mm -hmm. the argument that someone is going to bring against you. I think that's a lot of what I see. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, Like the point of your statement is the point of your statement. The Mm -hmm. point of your statement does not need to be, I'm going to anticipate. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to be five steps ahead of my critics. And so then I'm going to come up with all the, you know, like, cause your statement can be true and complete Mm -hmm. without you having to anticipate Mm -hmm. what someone is going to say about your statement. Right. It's not, the nuance is not, um, gaining the, approval of your audience mm-hmm. is not necessary for what you're saying to be true to or be not. true yeah well and
1: there's Sorry, a time difficult but no I it makes did sense there <laughs> and there's a time when of course anticipating an argument isn't a bad thing the point to the point you're making right.
0: Paul does it all the time
1: right however an example of this being done in a way that I think is sinful is the other day I was reading this appendix to this book again female author and she's asked a very simple question and that is a, a question that if if you can't answer this question in one sentence I'm I'm honestly going to doubt that you're following Jesus and the question was is it it can only women menstruate and it took her many paragraphs to not answer that question but to say somewhere near the end you know women are awesome and I read it and I was like so this is what I'm talking about this well
0: at some point in there you're like you're even you're (laughs) the point of communication becomes lost right Mm -hmm. like if you're actually asking me a question you're anticipating an answer so you ask me for a reason you want to know Mm -hmm what I think and if I just like dance around Mm -hmm. a topic and Mm -hmm. that's where the answer is obvious Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, first of all, you're sort of eliminates the whole point of communication. You're untrustworthy. Right. If
1: you cannot answer that question in a sentence, if you refuse to simply say women are women, men are not women. To be
0: clear, any people who disagree with us, would agree with what you just said. Right, exactly. The, the opposing the side questions. would say
1: answer the question. Right. You don't you don't get to qualify that statement. There's no qualifying that right. women are women and men are men. There's no nuanced sentence, There's so. no nuanced position here. And so a great litmus test for whether or not you should listen to someone's sermons or read their books or take their theological opinion or their any opinion or bother with them at all. Is to find out if they're the kind of person that feels the need to qualify or nuance everything they say. They have compromised. Just I guarantee you, if someone is all nuance and all qualification,
0: you're saying specifically in the like theological, yeah, like Christian community, absolutely, yeah. Uh,
1: there, there is not. You cannot sh- show That's me. That's like
0: sort of a warning flag, like
1: a it's red a flag. it's a huge red flag. Show me someone who is constantly qualifying everything and you're showing me somebody who's compromised. Right. Absolutely. Because saying the truth of scripture, knowing that it's going to offend, requires the boldness of the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, and that's what I was going to, the reason I wanted to make like a clear uh, line between like the people who would say they're Christians and Mm -hmm. versus people who um thank right. god yeah <laughs> um the only two types of people yes yes <laughs> um but yeah i was just going to say that um a lot of what i was thinking about and i think an encouragement uh that, well hopefully it's an encouragement but i was just thinking like it's important to remember that there are times that the person cannot agree with you so uh, see Romans one. <laughs> um, so we think sometimes we think that like someone is disagreeing with us because they like don't have the full understanding mm. of what we're saying. So we just like keep trying going to around in circles and going around yeah. and explaining. And mm-hmm. I think that can sometimes be the reason why we feel like we need to mm-hmm. provide mm-hmm. nuance or clarity mm-hmm. Um not saying those two things are the same, but I'm saying you might be using them interchangeably. We're not here to like, right. We're not here to, uh, shame your, your word. Word Um, (laughs) I just think you should stop. Right. But so, (laughs) so like the fool who says in his heart, there is no God. He Mm -hmm. does know that there is a God. Right. Um, but there is no, so he understands, Mm -hmm. he comprehends what you're saying. Well, yeah. he he can hear you saying it. <laughs> yep. Um but there's no amount of understanding mm-hmm. that will bring you into agreement except for the saving kind of knowledge mm-hmm. which comes with you being saved. That's right. Um and so you don't need to apologize or n- make n- or nuance um mm-hmm to make your disagreements more or the things you're disagreeing about more palatable. If the reason you can't agree is a spiritual reason. Right. So like, there are going to be times when you have a conversation and is absolutely not necessary Mm-hmm. Um, it may seem like what the situation needs is clarity, yeah. but the clarity that's required for the situation to resolve itself is not a kind of clarity you can give. Right. That's would be the saving kind of eyes open ears open kind right. of clarity. Yep. So if for some reason that's why you feel like you need to con- to tweet 15 tweets um, in anticipation of what people right who hate God are going to say just no, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's mainly what was going through my head, which is that we are not always going to. It's okay. um. To. uh. It's okay to, this seems so obvious. <laughs> it's okay to like walk away, not agreeing mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. Um so don't compromise in order to find an agreement with someone that you can't Yep Well yeah, I mean basically what I said before, what did I say? Did I say I think I haven't written my notes. Don't apologize um or make or attempt to make disagreements more palatable if the reason you can't agree is a spiritual right
1: one. Unity that's not based on truth isn't unity.
0: Right. That's not unity. Right. You didn't just save that person right? by n- nuancing it and kind of right. hoping that you guys can at least yeah. come to some agreement at the end.
1: Right. Because since the creation of the world has invisible attributes, his eternal power right. has identified nature, have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are
0: without excuse. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it goes on. <laughs> really, all of Romans 1 is great. If yeah. If you're attempting to understand what <laughs> like, I've just said at all. This will explain it to you. <laughs>
1: Go ahead and go read it. I probably
0: was... should have just read it instead of my own words. <laughs>
1: I could say it to you. <laughs> it's one of the few ones I have memorized. Anyway, it's a good place uh, to yeah, start. That's where I started. I mate. think
0: my memorization starts somewhere around like eighteen. Oh yeah, and then my kids. Anyway. My kids too. They're anyway. always like, "For the wrath of God, always re- been <laughs> revealed from heaven." <laughs> all of my kids against all
1: ungodliness <laughs> and unrighteousness of men. Who suppress the truth, and they'll be like, "Are you suppressing the truth and unrighteousness?" They'll say that to each other.
0: <laughs> okay, Romans um, one, guys. Romans start one, there. just start there. If you don't know what um, time your kids memorize,
1: at the end, of, like so, the basic worldview assumption that Joy and I have is what Jesus said in John fifteen, which is that if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So I think the worldview of mainstream evangelicals anymore is that if you say anything that makes an unbeliever recoil, you must not be like Jesus. Right.
0: I just, I joked with you earlier. (laughs) I was like, it doesn't sound like you're giving me the gospel. (laughs) Right. And it's like, because that (laughs) even though there's tends to be this just horrible misunderstanding about what the gospel actually is, it seems to be, it doesn't feel like you're giving me the gospel. Right. Anytime, Mm -hmm. like anytime, anytime we suggest someone be held accountable for a certain sin, it's like, oh, no, just go to them with love uh give them the gospel and the gospel seems to be translated as to just like a message that will make the person feel, feel good. good or something. Yeah. yeah. Um and and yeah, I think that's that's sort of the the standard we have or the test of mm-hmm. that's the test of a prophet in our right. culture, right? Is like <laughs> the ability they, to make them have feel have they ever good. made you feel bad? <laughs> Must not be
1: a prophet. Right.
0: And so and we sort of because Because we taught as an evangelist, so our evangelism model is invite people to barbecues. Right. So Mm -hmm. following that logic, the more people I can get to come to my barbecue, the more successful my evangelism will be. Right. Which means that people like coming to my house and they like eating my steak. Right. And I'm a nice person because if I was a mean person, people wouldn't want to come. Right. Though if I have good steak, maybe they would just. Right be okay with me being a bad person and just come to have free steak but <laughs> that's sort of an aside don't worry i a person it. that don't worry wants to it. eat steak right um but yeah and so the idea is like oh that means you must be nice to get people to come into your backyard right um to get them saved right and that is I think pretty much the origin story of our weird yeah. search mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. niceness right To the point where we are totally, we are, we want to save people. We want to bring Mm -hmm. people into a saving relationship with the one true God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And yet we want, we want to do that so badly that we are willing to deny and Mm -hmm. um, defy (laughs) the attributes of God and Mm -hmm. make him into basically Mm -hmm. create another God that we pretend is the same God. It's a horrible form of idolatry, actually, Mm -hmm. um, where you end up feeling like a good person. Right. uh, Mm -hmm. And very works based and totally not Mm -hmm. scriptural at all, even though it's all done in an attempt to be in intimacy with the God of the Bible, even though it totally rejects the Bible. Right.
1: There's it's more being hospitable and being evangelistic involves confrontation. And I think sorting through the things we're saying is going to be really difficult if you haven't really thought deeply about what it means that the world hates Jesus. The world, the the world is not a fan of what we believe. And so I think a lot of people will hear a conversation like this and think like, so are you saying, don't invite people over or be confrontational. And of course that's a very surface level understanding of what it looks like to do the really hard and And dirty work. Yeah. (laughs) The very difficult, (laughs) it's a very, it's a very, it's there's hard and difficult work involved in being hospitable and, and in being truly evangelistic requires a genuine and deep love for people that is willing to
0: conflict with them. And And keep in mind, again, this is based off of what Scripture says. Yeah. Yeah. Scripture, God has said that Mm -hmm. they will not like what you're saying. Right. So people liking what you're saying Mm -hmm. is not not a good standard standard. for if you are knowing truth.
1: Right. And the thing is, is that Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke very clearly. So if you want to talk about someone who... Did not bother with any kind of shaded or shrouded meaning. He never apologized for the Old Testament.
0: The Pharisees were never like, what did you mean? By me?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Nicodemus. So I actually want to talk about Nicodemus because.
0: Oh, yeah. Because
1: Nicodemus, when he addressed Jesus initially in John three, he addressed him with respect and he called him rabbi. Yeah, and he he like he like met with him under the cover of night whatever that means like was he doing it secretly did he not want to be bothered did he not want anybody to know like john doesn't tell us but nicodemus was like he was a member of the sanhedrin so he was like i mean he was like the head honcho dude like john calls him like the teacher of israel right so he comes by night to jesus and what i love was that when nicodemus like Referred to him very deferentially and was like, Rabbi, like I see we we speaking for the whole of the religious elite, like we see that you are capable of teaching. And he's right. like, you know, like Jesus wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for that. I I appreciate your kind words about my teaching so far. Like he didn't affirm like, you know, Nick, you too, Nicodemus. Like I recognize that you're a part of the the ruling class. Like he didn't trifle. Like he went straight to the issue. Like he didn't mince any words. He didn't play any of those games. He just was straight up. Like he answered his question Mm -hmm. and was like, you need to be born again. Right. And then Nicodemus was kind of vulgar. And disrespectful yeah. mm-hmm. in response. And a lot of evangelicals nowadays would say that if you're speaking in such a way that your listener gets crabby like Nicodemus did, then, you know, you're not right. being very Christ-like. Yeah. But once again, Jesus was totally unbothered. Nicodemus was flippant, rude, kind of gross. Jesus unbothered. And he just goes straight back to the heart of the matter and he didn't, Jesus didn't change his tack at all. He wasn't like, oh, well, now that Nicodemus is clearly bothered by what I said, right. I guess now I need, nope. He just was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the truth again. <laughs> and yep. he goes even further and he's like, unless you're born of water and of spirit, you're not a part of the kingdom of God. You should know this. I mean, just straight up. And so right. there's kind of this like, there's like this ethos now of, you know, Jesus is like this pleading. Beggar who's just chasing after the souls
0: of men, and it's like, well, and not totally chasing, but like pleading, he chases after them, and then he's like, Would you like to,
1: right? (laughs) And it's gross, like, he's not a pleading beggar, and he wasn't playing nice, and he wasn't trying to play nice to win souls. And so, when people anymore are like, You're not being very Christ like, sometimes, depending on where that's coming from, I take it as a compliment. Right. I'm just like, yeah. great. If you think like your version of being Christ-like is, if I'm accused of that, I'm doing something wrong. Like right. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is entirely unbothered when truth makes people uppity,
0: and he doesn't stop doing it. Right. He doesn't cave. When crowds of people were leaving, he doesn't. While cave. he spoke, he wasn't like, oh, oh shoot. maybe
1: I should have done this differently.
0: Right.
1: And he never sinned. He was never. He never sinned in his speech. Mm -mm. Um, He spoke the truth plainly and he was unbothered when people didn't like it. And, you know, my 10 cents on that is like, if you're at a point in your Christian faith where you can't even handle some disagreeing, naysaying Facebook comments without thinking, maybe you need to entirely overhaul everything you believe. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you know, if you if you can't be unbothered by or that just now, just letting your
0: statement stand, right? Like, <laughs> right. So many, like, sometimes it's like, and you know, and I'm sure I've seen it very often, but it's I think sometimes if you've made your point and yeah. you wanted to say something on the internet and you mm-hmm. said it, and a bunch of people are coming in your comments and being like, <laughs> like asking you for nuance, even like, well, but what do you think? It, sometimes it's just like I said yeah. what I said. Yeah. I said what I said and this not is what gonna I believe. Nu- I'm not going to nuance you this for you. If you can't, if you can't, if you can no longer engage mm-hmm. in normal human communication mm-hmm. with English, which is like where, mm-hmm. where we Rather than English, I guess I could say, if you can no longer communicate in a human fashion where we're both speaking the same language, there's no like extenuating circumstances that can keep us from understanding. Mm -hmm. If you cannot apply my body of work to my one statement, if you cannot think in this holistic way, I'm not. I can't do that work for you. (laughs) The nuance is the pearls cast before swine. Yeah. Like it is not, it is not, and that's what my point in bringing up whether it's an unbeliever Mm -hmm. or someone who is a Christian that Mm -hmm. it has been discipled to think a certain way or someone who thinks they're a Christian, they're not actually a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like, it's, you're just, you, it's okay Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. no, I know, especially with things right out of the Bible, (laughs) especially with scripture, just straight up scripture. It's okay to be like, Yeah, no, that's true. Like I, Mm -hmm. we're not, I don't think we're going to reach a level of agreement, but that doesn't make what I said wrong, less true. And I'm not going to compromise and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this until you agree with me because this knowledge is like the life-saving element of this knowledge is not something I can Mm -hmm. give to you. Right. Right. And I, I think too, you know,
1: you being able to stand for truth if you're not able to stand for truth in a a comment section or on a one-on-one conversation, or if you're a Christian author that can't say only women can menstruate, like you're not going to be able to stand in the day of adversity, right? If your strength is small, when things are easy, you will not stand in the day of adversity. And that, that is why this is important. There's many reasons why this is important, but one of the big reasons that we should eschew slavery to nuance and qualification and and an unwillingness to speak boldly and clearly is that it is it weakens you it weakens your character it weakens your commitment um, it is a compromise now again we're joy and i aren't anti-intellectuals i don't think nuance and being clear are the same thing. I actually think that they're like we explained earlier opposite ends to nuance something is to give it shade. That's what that's where the word came from. That's what it means. And meaning
0: and truth, you know, we is it are boosting the meaning or muddying the meaning. Right. And it there are things that don't darker. need to be
1: boosted. I right. do not need to nuance that women are women. I right. don't need to qualify. Right. I And the. To qualify is to make something less absolute. That's not that's not depth of thinking. That's right.
0: shallow thinking. Well, and shallow thinking, again, is the, the example that I just gave of the person who cannot see past the basic meaning mm-hmm. of your statement. Mm-hmm. If a friend who actually knows you and knows what you believe, mm-hmm. um, if you know somebody's body of work and you cannot get past, you cannot attribute what they think overall, what you know of them overall to this one statement that, well, but what if they left out this little part? What if you should also mention that this and this, I know you said this, but also this and this actually this and this, like that's not, it's Mm -hmm. shallow.
1: It's super shallow. The two,
0: Mm-hmm. You can look at people mm-hmm. in an intellectual way. Mm-hmm. A communication should be intellectual. Mm-hmm. You should be able to think instead of just assuming, mm-hmm. well, if you believe that, then that means you believe this. Just stop. No. Stop. No. There is there is many, many things can all be true at one time. Right. Um, and. Well, I mean, I personally just think social media is a lot of just thoughts like with No untethered yeah unfettered just communication (laughs) like and it can be so it can be so great on the internet and it can be so unintellectual yeah um and yeah i don't there's never i would never say i i just think more conversation should be what regardless of where a conversation takes place they should be uh carried out more like they would if you were both In person, Mm -hmm. um, and where you would extend understanding, and where the person Mm -hmm. could be like, "Oh, I know they said that, and kind of their phrasing on that was kind of weird, but I also know that they believe this, so I know they don't mean that what they said." You know, like, like you can. That's the thing is, like, I don't know. We require like all this nuance. We're not willing to give anybody grace, (laughs) right? Um, And it it's just it kind of creates this just muddle of information mm-hmm. like you said just untethered mm-hmm. information just floating around and it can make it confusing to also know what's true mm-hmm. um and who to trust because you're like a lot of people are saying a lot of things and they're all saying they're right mm-hmm. and then they're giving like a lot of good reasons why they think mm-hmm. this um but again I want to point out something that you said earlier which is that like that's causing that's confusion like that's causing confusion so mm-hmm. clarity mm-hmm. won't mm-hmm. cause confusion right um like by definition if something is becoming confusing mm-hmm. the person is not clarifying it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just right that's basic understanding of human language mm-hmm. so if you find yourself if you start thinking I'm not talking about like level of knowledge. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about being confused by that. Mm -hmm. But if you read someone's original point and then what they say after that proceeds to just make you wonder what they're actually trying to say, Mm -hmm. they're not clarifying it. So you can know if someone is clarifying versus nuancing. Yeah. Um, Oh,
1: yeah. Nuance does not make things clearer. And a lot of times when people want nuance, they just want to uh know that you care about their personal experience and what it is, is it's making everything about themselves right like I know this statement is true but I think we should nuance it for the people that you know experience x y and z and it's like no true truth is truth is truth right and part of wisdom is knowing how to apply truth and part of being loving in our communication is rejoicing with the truth. Paul says that yeah. love rejoices with the truth. If you cannot rejoice with truth, then you're not being loving. So, obviously, you know, just because the world hates Jesus doesn't mean our mission is to go be hated. That's not the mission. Right. But here, here, here's something that's important in your mission to be an ambassador for Christ, you must accept that you will be hated. Right. For the sake of Christ. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to go out and be hated. Right. Okay. That's not your job. That is not
0: the point of this episode. That's not the
1: point. The point is. We are not
0: equipping you to go out and say (laughs) inflammatory things and be like, why are you asking me for responses and clarification? If
1: you are being faithful, Jesus tells you that you will be hated. The point is not to be hated. That, That being hated is a symptom of being faithful. Right. And that, again, so your job, your job is not to be hated, right. just to be super, super right. clear. Your job is to love people by telling them the truth. Love rejoices with the truth. Love is patient. It's patient when it's being hated. You need to be patient as you're being hated by unbelievers and sometimes by other Christians. Um, and that's that go and practice that and then Jesus also tells us that we are blessed when we are being persecuted for his sake. So you know the next time you know that you are being faithful to the word and someone hates you for it, be happy. Another word for blessed is happy. happy is mm-hmm. he. this is it is a blessing to be hated be for the right reasons um and so I, I think what I really want, to work on in my own communication is I want to be extremely unbothered. I want to be just unbothered by the fear of man and to speak, to speak words as Jesus would have spoken them.
0: And (laughs) some people might already say you're
1: failing. pretty, no, I'm going to say pretty
0: (laughs) 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 to be unbothered. You've always always kind of been a little unbothered. Yes. Let's just. Well, but this is something <laughs> it's that it's true. There's a reason why we didn't do this episode years ago. Years ago, and this is because that we've had to deal with this. Yeah. We, we've already gone through. For this. the <laughs> sake of clarification, for we wanted to communicate well, and there have times, there have been times when I'm sure we have overdone it, overqualified, right? To the point yep. where, and yeah, and and yeah, our intentions weren't horrible. Our intentions were to make clearer what Mm -hmm. we were trying to say but Mm -hmm. the point is is in today's world we're so so much is required of you if you post anything Mm -hmm. on the internet you you like if you are a presence on any kind of social media I I saw a thing where a guy an artist online had someone message him and be like And started quizzing him on like his political beliefs Mm -hmm. and who he voted for. Mm -hmm. And the reason they did that is because I'm vetting you to determine if I can listen to you. And so that is that is the world that that Sheologians exists in. And I think we have attempted to there have been times, I'm sure, where we have placated more to that Mm -hmm. than was necessary and so we understand the intention behind it we absolutely do we've been there yeah but the point is is that there does come a moment where you can um you can say i am just boldly going to assert what i know is true Mm -hmm. from the word not from yourself um from the word and that that is an important part of Mm -hmm. faithfulness a Mm -hmm. Because, not just because it's contrary and it's different, Mm -hmm. but because we know, we know that, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can just think about enemy of God, hater of God, fool. Like all these words are basically promise us that people will not, people should not, uh, woe to you when all men speak well of you. Mm -hmm. We are told so many times Mm -hmm. we should not be surprised Mm -hmm. when people Uh, don't like Mm -hmm. what we have to say yeah that's true yeah (laughs) I want to be clear if you're being if you're a bummer you're just a bummer like don't be a bummer (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) we also don't believe you need need to be a bummer but what is required of you is faithfulness regardless of how people feel about your
0: faithfulness and sometimes that's simple like it's like, well, it's always, It's not that simple. And it's like, it totally can it, be. It really can't. It really it is. Totally that can simple. be. And yeah, you and, don't need to. And apologize. don't like we don't need. To me, we don't need. If you if you can't think, if you have no critical thinking skills, welcome. We hope you learn some I really really do Mm -hmm. but the point is is you don't always have to Mm -hmm. commute try to communicate to the lowest common denominator of people that you're communicating to Mm -hmm. you can communicate in a way Mm -hmm. um where people who can think Mm -hmm. to a certain degree can understand you Mm -hmm. that's totally okay I we do not need to Mm -hmm. we do not need to take um we do not need to take like the world's cues right. on this. We are told right. that we can be assured um, in God's truth; He is truth, and so we can we can be certain of the truth. Right, and that's mm-hmm. that's okay.
1: Yep, yeah. the heavens declare the glory of God, and so should your mouth. And if you are so busy qualifying anything that is from the Lord, You should ask yourself, why? Why do I feel the need to qualify this simple truth? Why do I feel the need for everyone to agree with me?
0: Right. Is it fear of man? Have I just gotten swept up? Because to an extent, I can see how people, there are some people that probably just think like, Mm -hmm. there are some people that have only ever been alive for how we've communicated with each other on the internet. So weird. So there are probably people that honestly (laughs) think like, this is just how communication takes place. Right. Right. And that, and that, yeah, if this is all, I'm
1: sorry if this is all, you (laughs) know, that's really painful, but you're right. There's a whole generation of people where this is. So
0: we're definitely, we can extend grace. We're just, we're hoping that this episode is Mm -hmm. clarifying
1: Right. And I hope it challenges if you have always thought of nuance and qualification as a facet of love. I hope that you've been challenged in that. Yeah. Because nuance and qualification are not, in terms of theological truth, they're not signs of love. Now, clarity is a sign of love. Communicating well. Declaring well. uh, Depth of thought. Nuance. Shaded meaning. These are not things that bring clarity. They're not things... and, And frequently... I mean, I would love to see if anybody, please, if anybody has an example of something of where nuance is being applied to simple truth and it actually brings more clarity, please let me, please let me know. Um, and, you know, this is a position that I've come to after years of communicating publicly. It's not something I felt that strongly about a couple of years ago. right? But I feel that what I've learned over time is that I can't think of a time in my own life, when I was trying to be really nuanced, that I was actually helpful.
0: Well, and I think from our position, we see, we very much like try to think and anticipate how the culture is thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we see, we see that shift of like, oh, this is how knowledge is, is obtained. And this is how it's uh, communicated. Yeah. And I think because of our. Because of how often we look at how like the world is doing things. Mm-hmm. It does become very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For us to. um, To make sure that we're not. That we're communicating in a way that we can say. Ultimately. Is faithful.
1: Yeah. I think I say less now than ever. And I think yeah. I can. Com- I'm also more equipped to communicate well. Yeah. The less that I feel the need to say. Right. And maybe that sounds upside down, but I just think that's hopefully. Well, and
0: that's why we think it's important because it might sound upside down yeah. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's kind of like Sheila, we're always trying to kind of keep our, uh, <laughs> what is it? What's the newsy phrase? Like finger on the pulse.
1: Yes, something <laughs> like that. I was about to say pulse on the finger. I don't know. And so know what I'm sometimes we like
0: sometimes it seems like we're being like nitpicky or thinking about weird things, but a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with like the high exposure mm-hmm. that we have especially you to social media and seeing mm-hmm. how people are communicating. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that's why it I don't see it Nuance, became important nuance to is
1: not being employed for a edification purposes it's it's not right and if you don't don't listen to a speaker who has to lay down a pillow around you like you know if somebody's constantly fluffing the pillows around you in their speech they're not really loving you on your guys's mutual way towards eternity right um there's hills and valleys and peaks and rocks and snakes and streams and you know the spiritual life is a very rigorous one and if somebody is constantly offering you a pillow I think they're selling you something and right. that's just something to consider
0: and you can change that culture mm-hmm. by rejecting it by rejecting and it and speaking not clearly behaving that way yeah
1: I do believe it is your Christian duty to speak clearly and communicate well right. to the glory of God yes and you're gonna mess up and we've messed up and we're all human and none of us do this perfectly and of course because we're human you know i'm i'm not the truth i'm not the way or the life there are times when i do need to explain and and bring greater greater clarity to a position that i hold but there's no nuance in our core beliefs i can state them clearly mm-hmm. i can say women are women and i don't need to nuance that yeah and uh, I think we should all work towards that because I think yeah. there's a lot of fear of man at play right. when we're not willing to do mm-hmm. that. Cool. So, Agreed. hey, you can leave us a voicemail at 470 Book club starts in a couple days on the 21st, 1 p.m. PST? Is it PSPDT? Are we on standard or daylight? We don't change time here, so I don't know what's going on.
0: I don't even have to know my time zone. I don't even zone. have to know. I don't have to know my time zone. because I mean, I know my time zone. But I don't have to know it. We're because nothing ever changes. I know. We're
1: currently in the Pacific time zone. But I don't know if it's daylight savings or if it's standard. Or, like, I don't know. Daylight savings is in effect. Right now?
0: Yes. Okay. It happens in March. So then, and it, then it ends in fall sometime. I feel like you could be super wrong. Yeah. <laughs> No, I actually do know this. You know that. Because of ske- some scheduling so, stuff.
1: So right now it's it's PDT. Pacific I don't, Daylight. I don't know all that. time, But uh, maybe you I guys just can know tell that us. I know that. If you've listened to the whole episode, you can tell us <laughs> if it's daylight savings or if it's standard. What's it called?
0: I know that in March it standard. went from. Yeah. Like Vegas went from being one hour. I to, remember. To, but okay. I what I'm saying is I don't know if it's what, the what do they call acronym it. What because
1: sometimes people are like ESTEDT, and I'm like, what does that mean? Look, <laughs> I if don't you guys know. All just <laughs>
0: stop observing daylight savings time. <laughs> you guys could quit.
1: That'd be great. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, join book club, and we'll see you on the 21st at one Pacific time for that, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. <laughs>